Hello again, friends. This is Mike. This podcast should be coming to you on Thanksgiving Day, and I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. I know it's not a specifically an American holiday. Our Canadian friends, for example, celebrate Thanksgiving before we do, actually. But it's a celebration, of course, of family and friends and the love of family and friends and being thankful for the many gifts that we have in our life. And so that concept, of course, is universal. And so I wish everyone that happiness and that love uh, on our holiday today. Today's podcast deals with something which I definitely would have thought was strange a few years ago. It has to do with a concept called soul walk-ins. And I haven't lately dealt with topics that are a little bit off the wall But the whole point of this Soul Unleashed podcast is to at least consider things that I would have thought were completely ridiculous years ago. And now I'm open to exploring all kinds of things that are related to our soul and our soul's growth and that are outside of the paradigm that I had growing up as a strict uh, Catholic and and a left brain type. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit different. And uh, here we go. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nichols here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types, like I'm convinced I am, to ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So let's get started with today. Hello again. So what I'm going to talk about today is soul walk-ins. Now, I came across this concept really just recently. I'd never heard of it before. And my my sister, who also has some of her own gifts in terms of healing, told me that she'd heard this concept and she was interested in it. A, a walk-in soul, and forgive me, I have to look at some notes when I'm talking about this, but it's a certain belief in metaphysical and spiritual circles that a new soul can choose to enter an already living human body. So, <laughs> I kid you not. Um, so, replace, it will replace the soul that was originally there. Now, there's different types, and I'll talk about the, the six different types of walk-in souls, but that's generally the concept. If you're going about your daily life, and then you kind of become a different person because a different soul walked into your body. Now, this is not demonic possession. This is not anything evil or sinister, but it is the concept that you agreed to this before you came into this incarnation. You and this other soul have worked this out. This is part of the plan, and it's generally associated with your current soul. It's referred to in in the circles that deal in this kind of stuff as the natal soul, N-A-T-A-L. So the natal soul is your intrinsic soul with which you're born, and that soul is replaced by the walk-in soul. And you agree long before you come into this lifetime that you will finish your mission, the mission of your natal soul, at a certain point, and then the walk-in will take over. How this happens, according to the people that think they're walk-in souls, <coughs> excuse me, is there some type of experience that you go through? That experience could be a uh, near-death experience, a accident, a traumatic experience. Uh, there's different stories. The one book that I'm referring to mostly throughout this discussion 
because I started to read on the web and also different books. But there's a book called The Cosmology of the Soul. It's by a lady named Sheila Seppi, S-E-P-P-I. In The Cosmology of the Soul, uh, Sheila goes through what she thinks soul walk-ins are. She thinks she is one. And then she explains kind of what that experience was like for her. So the origin of philosophy, just a couple points up front here. The origin of philosophy of this goes back, at least in the United States, to New Age spiritualism, which took took root about the 1970s. I think Shirley MacLaine wrote a book, and uh, there's been a number of literature and books that really explored this. Probably the, the seminal work was something called Strangers Among Us by Ruth Montgomery. And there's numerous websites, online forums, and books that talk about people that believe they're walk-in souls and what their experience has been. Um, individuals who believe they're walk-in souls have experienced a sudden shift in, shift in tastes and attitudes, a new identity, even different beliefs and memories. They feel strongly disconnected from the life that they walk into. So in a couple of these examples I'll talk about, uh, that's what this per- these people have experienced, and they've struggled to understand why for them this, this happened. Uh, so that's where it comes from, the origin of philosophy. It really dates back to, way back to shamanistic and Hinduistic uh, practices. Uh, so it's not something that just came up in the 70s, but it generally kind of caught hold here in the United States in the 70s. Uh, the challenges of being a walk-in soul, or at least believing in this concept, are pretty obvious, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you're someone who has an interest in spiritual things. Uh, you may come from, like me, a strong religious background, Catholic background. The, this concept of a walk-in soul is completely foreign to anything that we as Catholics believe, or Christians believe. Obviously, we believe that God made us, God made us a unique soul that inherits our body, and that body is a a corporal temporary thing here on earth, and when we die, our soul goes someplace else, the body returns to earth or returns to dust, turns to ashes, and our soul goes to another dimension. Now, there's a lot of different theories or religious beliefs in what happens when our soul splits from our body, and it goes to be with God, or go to, goes to sleep till the final judgment, or is judged immediately, judged later. All those things I've talked about in previous podcasts, and I, I'm not here to say I believe in one thing or another in that, in that regard, but um, I, I have come to believe, as if you listen to my podcast, you know this, I have come to believe that we do return many, many times to this particular existence on earth, and the purpose of our soul is to experience this world to to experience love and to experience this world for source for a creator. Uh, I don't think we're here to be judged. I don't think we're here to be tested. Uh, I don't think we're here to pass some type of uh, ultimate test that determines whether we spend eternity in a fire, of, uh, a sea of fire. But that's that's a whole different discussion. I will say, however, that this concept of walk-in souls does not jive with even that that understanding in terms of coming back many times or reincarnation. Because even for that to happen, you're a unique soul. You come here, you live. 
Now, according to the, to, uh, the lady, Miss Seppi, that wrote this book and some other people, the concept of a walk in soul happens to very, very few people. It's, it's rare and it's planned. And the reason it's planned, and man, this gets into all, all kinds of weird stuff. The reason it's planned is because, according to people that believe in this, we are in the third dimension and we're ascending the mission of our souls on earth is over billions of years to ascend from third dimension to fifth dimension to whatever the highest dimension is where you don't even need a body anymore. Uh, you're just a soul of energy and light. I guess that's the 12th dimension or whatever. Anyway, us Cro-Magnon types are stuck in the third dimension and we're struggling to get to the fifth dimension and the walk-in are generally beings or souls of higher intelligence, higher experience, wait till you hear where they come from. Um, but they come from other places and they take over your body and it, by agreement, and then your soul goes away and the other soul comes in. And uh, this is perfect fodder for a movie because <laughs> when you hear some of these stories, you know, these people go through stuff that would make a great movie. They wake up one day and they don't they don't really know what they're doing and who they are and they, they don't know how to make coffee and they don't know how to do stuff they've always done and uh, invariably it leads to problems with surprise. You know, your spouse or your husband or your wife or your partner or somebody that you've spent a lot of time with, in some cases 20, 30, 40 years, and suddenly you're a different person. So, um, and usually you were screwed up beforehand because you run. <laughs> You're unhappy, and then you, you have a new soul come in, and now you're really screwed up. Um, I'm sorry. If anybody out there believes in, in this walk-in concept, I'm not making fun of it. I, I just find it find it very hard to grasp. But needless to say, there's a lot of skepticism in scientific circles. And if you were to ask anybody that is a counselor or deals with psych, psychiatric issues, this type of um, unhappiness we're feeling disassociated or dis disconnected from who you were before is usually explained, that experience is explained in terms of disassociative identity disorder or other uh, psychological phenomena that you might be experiencing. I'm not sure there's many licensed clinical people that, that believe in walk-ins, but there are many people that talk to people they believe in walk-ins and, and consult them. Um, Anyway, it, it's a very unusual concept. So what I want to talk about is the different types of walk-ins. So first of all, there's there's three different aspects of the soul that can come in and occupy your body. Uh, the first is that souls can incarnate or come from a different, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this word, scan. Shantia scan. I'll, I'll put it in show notes. It's a fancy word for meaning that your your uber soul or your oversoul. So uh, you've got this oversoul, and a piece of you is here in this ex experience, inhabiting this body, going about life and doing your own thing, and and uh, you know eating, drinking, sleeping, whatever. And then the soul that comes into you, the walking soul, can be a piece of your oversoul, or whatever that fancy word is. Shantia scan. Uh, that that piece of the you that comes into you is from that larger uber soul, so that's that's one option. Uh, it can also be from a different uber soul, and mostly that's the case. It's a different soul, not 
not part of your own. Uh, the, the fourth the fourth thing is that it can be from uh, your own soul family or different soul family, the group that you travel with. And this is the cool part. It can come from either this planet, Earth, or another galaxy or another dimension. And, and finally, uh, it can come from all different co combinations of that. So, um, yeah, I'm not even going to try to explain all that jazz. But those are the, the, the uh, I guess, the four or five characteristics of what an, a soul could be that comes into you. Now, there's, there's one, two, three, four, five, two, three, four, six different types of souls uh, or experiences that the soul can come into you. And it's a soul exchange, a soul infusion, a soul overlay, a soul braid, like to braid your hair, a soul jumper, or uh, a layered soul. So just real quick, I'm going to explain what they are and you know, take it for what it's worth. But a soul exchange occurs when that's kind of the basic thing. Your natal soul is here. You have this experience. You wake up in the hospital later or you have this terrible sickness or near-death experience, whatever. But when you wake up, you feel different because uh, the, the new soul has come in. The, the soul exchange is what most people talk about when they say, I, I feel like I'm a walk-in soul. Uh, I never heard, anybody, <laughs> never heard anybody say that, even in a bar. But, um, but anyway, that's, that's the classic walk-in scenario for somebody that, that says they're a walk-in. In a soul infusion, the second one, occurs when part of the natal soul remains and the newer, higher vibrational soul comes in. Now, again, higher vibrational. The whole point of the soul exchange thing is to get you from the fifth or the third dimension, Cro-Magnon thing, up until the next dimension. And the theory or the, the motivation behind all this walk-in stuff is that these souls are coming into this existence to earth inhabiting some people in different ways and the purpose is to elevate the human race to where we get to the next dimension I, I i don't know what dimension we're going to i don't think it's the fourth dimension for some reason we skip the fourth and we go to the fifth um who knows you know back when the fifth dimension sang songs in my when i was growing up they were just a band the fifth dimension but now it means something to me um so anyway the 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 soul infusion is when a portion of the natal soul remains, a new higher vibrational soul comes in, and it melds with uh, the natal soul, and they become a single soul, but they've got pieces of both together. In the first example I told you about, the soul exchange, new one comes in, old one goes out. There's a lot of memory problems. People apparently don't remember their children, they don't remember their husband, they don't remember their uh, job or how to do stuff. In a soul infusion where these two merge, there's, a, there's more memory that the soul retains, and so it's less jarring to the, to the individual. Again, this is all coordinated before you're born. Soul overlay. A soul overlay is the third type. An overlay occurs when the natal soul remains and another soul enters at the same time in harmonious fashion. It's an agreed-upon arrangement. The natal soul is kind of an observer and watches what the, the other soul is doing. And the overlay soul covers the natal soul like a neoprene suit covers the physical body. That's the example they use. It's like surfers wear neoprene suits. The, the overlay soul covers the, the natal soul 
in that kind of protective covering. And they work, uh, the, the oversole, the new sole does its work while the natal sole kind of rests and recovers. They, re- they remain separate, and then when the work is done or complete, one of them leaves. Um, it doesn't have to be the old sole that leaves. The new sole can leave after it does its, does its job. So that's sole overlay. Sole braid is the next type. Sole braid is a bit more complicated. Both soles occupy the, same, the body at the same time. Both of them uh, are aware of each other. It's not that they fight for control, but one, the uh, braided soles come and go at will. So the, the new sole does not attach to the body. It just comes in, goes out, comes in, goes out. Sometimes the braid will arrive t- to assist the natal sole and just help propel them to the next level of service and then leave. But anyway, they work together for a few days, a few months, a few years, but they always retain their individuality. And then the, the, uh, the braided sole leaves. Two more types, sole jumpers. Sole jumpers move in and out of a body over a period of hours, days, weeks, or months. Very brief experiences. The new sole inhabits the body to accomplish a very specific goal and then leaves. Um, <clears throat> it's different from a braided sole, which comes and goes uh, for, for a period of time. The, sole, the jumper comes in, does its thing, and then is gone. And then finally, <coughs> sole layering. Um, sole layering is when there's multiple uh, aspects are are put together again. Um, it's kind of a dance where there's the new sole and the old sole, but they work together. They are aware of each other. They move in and out of the host body for various lengths of time. And uh, it can go on for years, but it's called a creative dance as they as they elevate the consciousness of of the soul so there you have it that is <laughs> that is the concept of a walk-in soul <clears throat> so who cares right um so i i was reading this what's funny is the stories about this so not funny and in some cases they're not none of these people are happy that is one co- consistent theme is none of these people that are experienced the whole soul thing are happy with what's going on. So it doesn't sound like a very uh, pleasing thing for me, but these are people that are, are going through very difficult times. They have a very difficult experience. And then when they awaken from whatever the sickness is, sometimes it happens overnight. Sometimes it happens in, in an instant. They just know that they're not the same person. There's some examples of a, of a woman, for example, that um, she came back and she, she didn't, uh, understand or appreciate her husband. The feeling was quickly became mutual because she wasn't the woman that he had married. <laughs> they had three or four children, and her her goal of her new soul, as she understood it, was to protect the children and raise them a certain way, which didn't jive with what the husband wanted to do. Sounds like a pretty screwed up arrangement, personally, but that's what that's the way it was set up. And so um, she eventually took off with the kids. This happened in Canada. Uh, in the 90s, and she uh, she went and lived someplace else. He didn't know where she went. Um, you know, nowadays that would be considered certainly a Amber Alert or something. But um, she felt that she had to, she had to leave, and it was because she felt differently about stuff. Another woman had the same kind of experience, and she was a, uh, a an outgoing type and was a party type. And she was 10 o'clock. Her night was just starting. She'd go till four in the morning. Uh, she had a lot of friends and drinking and everything. Uh, 
when she got the new soul experience, nothing about that interested her anymore. She couldn't drink alcohol. She she was driven to only drink healthy uh, food, eat healthy food, went to bed very early. And so her friends changed very quickly. Her whole life changed. And she swapped out all these old friends for, for new friends. And she was very unhappy for a couple of years until she came across somebody that explained to her what, what the heck she was going through. Another lady was uh, gifted with uh, singing and acting and writing. And when she had the experience, she could no longer do any of those things. In fact, she was in the, like the last step of her thesis or something. And she tried, she tried to, she tried to write it and it was garbage. And the guy that was her advisor, you know, asked her what the heck was wrong with her, that, that she, it was all garbage that she was producing and she never finished her thesis. Uh, so and she went on other things, I guess, teaching about, about being a, a soul. So, so those are some examples of, uh, of people that went through this experience. And, and as I mentioned, it, it sounds like an unhappy experience. Um, and then, and then you're led to, to learn about this. One last quick story was a woman that was going through this and she, she uh, was something, um, was something was happening to her. She knew what it was. She felt disconnected from everything. And, um, her mother came to her one day and said, here, you need to read this book. And the book was what I was just talking to you about earlier. Um, the, um, Strangers Among Us by Ruth Montgomery. So her mother said, you need to read this book. She said, no, I want nothing to do with it. I, I don't, you know, nothing's wrong with me. And then about a week later, uh, a, a guy that she knew, one of her mentors, I think, with what she was doing in school, said to her, here, you need to read this book. And it was Strangers Among Us by Ruth Montgomery. And she said, no, I don't want to have anything to do with this book. And then she met this guy, and they met on some type of spiritual thing. They would both read some kind of spiritual book. Uh, anyway, they started talking and he brought up the book Strangers Among Us and he gave it to her. She said, oh my gosh, I've been, you're the third person approaching about this and what, what's it about? And he told her that it was about walking souls and she read it and she was amazed by it and she identified with it. And so she went back to her mother and she said, Hey, thank you so much for, for bringing this book to me. I really appreciate it. And the mother said, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And so they 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 talked, and her mother had no recollection of bringing her the book or showing her the book. They went through all her mother's books in the house. They couldn't find it. Her mother never heard of it. Same thing with the guy that was her mentor at school. Never heard of it. Doesn't, didn't remember offering it to her. Nothing. So the, the point is that once you start this journey, if any of you are listening to this and you think you're a walking soul, um, you know, don't come to me because I don't know anything about it, really. But the concept is... These two books, Strangers Among Us and uh, The Cosmology of the Soul, uh, are good places to start. And, of course, there's a ton of resources on the Internet now about walk-in souls. But the point is you will be led to figure out whether you're a walk-in soul or not. So that is uh, that's the story of walk-in soul. My, my hope is that if I'm a, if a walk-in soul takes over me, I'll wake up and be able to, uh, to be a, a scratch golfer. That would, be, that would be great, um, but I don't see that happening. Anyway, forgive me for being flip about this thing. I, Although I'm going through the Soul Unleashed process, this is something I'm looking at at least, at least considering that, that this might be a possibility. But as you can tell, I'm not quite there in terms of, uh, in terms of believing it. 
I haven't even told you where some of these souls come from. Believe me, they're on spaceships, okay? I mean, a lot of these walk-in souls, hopefully hopefully none of them are here. But anyway, they, they, they're they're aliens, you know, and they, uh, to us, they'd be aliens. They come from different galaxies, different dimensions. They're piloting spaceships, and they decide to come to, as part of the walk-in agreement. So, yeah, if you read the book, The Cosmology of the Soul, uh, she talks about the different star seeds and those kind of things that come here. And it's super, super interesting, but, uh, but not, not for me yet. Anyway, friends, that is a brief overlay of walk-in souls. I hope you found it interesting. A lot of what I spoke to you about and the references to the books will be in the show notes. And I look forward to, I'm doing a number of interviews, as I mentioned before. Hopefully I'll have some of those for you soon, some great people. None of them are walk-in souls as far as I know, but I'm going to ask people from now on when I do an interview, whether, what, if, they're, if they're unusual enough, if they're walk-in souls and see where we go from there. All right. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, that wraps up things for today. Thank you. Again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Really appreciate you listening. Can you do me a favor here at the end? If you could just subscribe to this podcast wherever you downloaded it, that would be super helpful. And even more importantly, if you could leave a review, that would be terrific. <laughs> it helps other people like you, other seekers like yourself, find this podcast more easily. And of course, that's what I'm looking for is more awesome people like you. So thank you again. Until next time. Bye-bye.